In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the things that unites all of humanity is the simple fact that we all have certain traditions and customs that we like to carry out, certain rituals. These come out rather largely at times of Thanksgiving and Christmas, whose house we're going to have it at, what games we're going to play, that kind of thing. It even comes to like our normal routine of life, like when we get up in the morning, what do we do the first thing? Is our we turn off the alarm, do we hit the snooze button a few times, then do we go to breakfast right away, or do we shower first and then shave and brush teeth, that kind of thing. Even with how we eat our meals, some of us are section eaters, and others, we just put it all together and eat it all at once. Our Lord today in the Gospel, he's talking about traditions, but he's talking about traditions that are to be kept and those that are to be avoided. So we have this scenario with the Pharisees and the scribes. They come to Jesus and say, hey, some of your disciples, they are eating food with unclean, unwashed hands. According to tradition, they're supposed to wash their hands before they eat. Our Lord's response was to say to the Pharisees and the scribes, you hypocrites. Without going to super detail, he concludes with, you disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition." What's happening in this scenario is that there are some Pharisees that our Lord was speaking to, some Pharisees that they have these traditions that were developed, but one in particular is called Korban, was forcing them to break a commandment of God. So they were sinning by keeping this particular tradition. And so our Lord was pointing out to them, they're hypocrites. They're saying that the disciples are supposed to wash their hands, but you yourself are breaking actually a commandment of God. They're not breaking a commandment, but you are. Our Lord is helping to differentiate traditions in two different senses, which is actually the senses that we carry out still today in the Catholic Church. There's a tradition with a capital T, and there's also tradition with a lowercase t. Tradition with the big T, our Lord emphasizes that he really wants that to be carried out. This is seen more explicitly in Matthew chapter 23, verse 1. Another scenario, Pharisees and scribes, that they are talking on what's called the Moses seat. The Moses seat. It's a position of authority, talking and teaching about faith. And our Lord says, listen to the scribes, the Pharisees, when they're speaking from the Moses seat. But do not live your life according to how you see them modeling it, because they're hypocrites, because they are sinners. They are not living up to the standards of the Moses seat proclamations. So the Moses seat, when they speak from there, that's a capital T type of tradition that our Lord is emphasizing there. The capital T type tradition is emphasized by St. Paul in his second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 15. He says, hold on to these traditions that we hand on to you, whether written or in oral form. Now, he says, we, who's the we, that we hand on to you? It's the apostles. We've got to remember the foundation of the Catholic Church. You are Peter. This is Jesus speaking. This is God speaking. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That was giving the apostles a teaching authority, a capital T teaching 
authority with tradition and to their successors, the bishops, cardinals, the pope, and the Catholic Church. Now, in our day and age, what does tradition look like? Capital T and then the lowercase t. What does that look like now in the Catholic Church? It has many forms, but the easiest way to describe it is capital T tradition. Think of the big councils in the church. Vatican II, the Council of Trent. These, big T, these are big T tradition type moments. Whatever is promulgated from there, we are to believe full-heartedly as faithful Catholics, as being taught with the authority of God, that capital T tradition on faith and morals is what this all encompasses. Now, a small T type of tradition, that can be so many various things. Our devotions, praying the rosary, or even on the parish level, what customs we hold on to here, such as, for example, we have an autumn fest normally, and that is just one way we build up the body of Christ. These are small type of traditions, but they're not ones that are utmost standard we have to hold on to because this is what God has said for us to live our lives by. Now, an excellent example of the importance of a capital T type of tradition is the Bible. We would not have the Bible. Catholics, Protestants, no one in the world would have the Bible without capital T type of tradition. Because who declared the books of the Bible? Someone had to do it. It was the Catholic Church. The Council of Rome is what it's called. The Council of Rome in the 300s declared the books of the Bible. And from that moment forward, we have always had this sacred text. Before the Bible was put together, it was passed on with the Old Testament, usually by papyrus. New Testament, because it was still so new, word of mouth, oral tradition, till it was finally put together on paper, papyrus, and then culminated into a book. Thanks to capital T type tradition, we have the Bible. So it's important for us to listen to these capital T type of traditions because the Bible comes from it by itself. Now, a fun piece is when it comes to the Pope. Some people have this incorrect understanding, whether you're Catholic or, or not, that whatever the Pope says, we as Catholics must adhere to 100%. Everything that the Pope says, we must adhere to 100%. And that is actually not correct. A lot of the time, the Pope is giving his opinion. It's not something we have to adhere to as like, okay, this is what I need to have on my path to get to heaven. Now, however, it needs to be strictly said, he is the vicar for Christ. He stands in the place of Christ here on earth. More often than not, he is going to say something important for us to listen to, to hear, that indeed does help us get on our path to heaven. But does it have the strength as a capital T type of tradition? It does not, except for one instance. It's called infallibility speaking ex cathedra from his throne. When a pope speaks in that type of moment, yes, absolutely, we have to adhere to it because he is speaking with the authority of Christ. Now, surprisingly, in recorded history of the faith, that ex cathedra infallible moment done by a pope has only happened twice. 1854, 
when the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, Mother Mary being born in this, without any original sin, that was one. Number two, in 1950, when the dogma of the Assumption was declared, Mother Mary assumed body and soul into heaven. Those two, spoken by a pope, infallibly, we as Catholics have to adhere to. So to bring this now all together to make it personal, we know a little bit better now the difference between a capital T type of tradition, think of the big councils, Vatican II, Council of Trent. We also now know those small T type of traditions, those different customs we've developed in our own lives, such as our prayer life, our devotions, etc. In your own life, with the traditions and customs that you have, even ones that you may not think are specifically you know, spiritual, are they helping you to draw closer to Christ. If they are good and keep it up, keep it going. If you have traditions and customs that are actually deterring you from get drawing closer to Christ, just like the Pharisees did to the extent that they were breaking a commandment of God, they were sinning. Eliminate it in your life. That's your homework for this week. Look at the traditions, the customs, the rituals you go through. Is this helping me draw closer to Christ? Keep it up. If it's not, eliminate it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.